0: Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Cinemates team member Angus Newell and the Marvel man himself, Dion, whereas as his Instagram handle goes, MCM Culture. Together with Angus and Dion, we discuss the first phase five film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man and the Wasp's Mania, directed by Peyton Reed and starring Paul Rudd, Jonathan Majors, Evangeline Lilly, amongst a stacked cast. While drinking some Brewdog Hazy Jane and Hazy Jane Guava IPAs, we discussed the introduction of Kang, some of the film's potholes, and the Marvel projects we're most excited for. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. A
1: full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
0: You want it? I oh. want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors now. You shall not help.
1: Keep your friends close, put your enemies close. I am nothing!
2: No. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy
3: night. learn.
0: Just before we get into it, I wanted to thank the sponsor of this episode and our new and exclusive beer partner, Brewdog Australia. They're the world's first carbon negative brewery and are based in Brisbane, here in Australia, with the company originally born in Scotland. They are passionate about beer and quality. And they've also recently opened three bars in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. So for all these reasons, we're so excited to be partnering with BrewDog Australia and can't wait to show their amazing lineup of sustainable beers and plenty more in the future. So you're going to hear a lot more about them from us here at Cinemates and we can't wait to share more with you. So in this episode, we're drinking the Hazy Jane IPA and their new limited release Hazy Jane Guava IPA. Hazy Jane is one of their best sellers in Australia and globally. It's won numerous awards. So, if you like smooth, fruity ales, then this one is definitely for you. And you can either buy these on their website, which we'll leave the link for in the show notes, or at select retailers. But remember to drink responsibly. So, Angus and Dion, welcome to the podcast. How are you going?
1: Not too bad. How yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Very excited for this one. Yeah.
0: Huge guest on the podcast, Marvel Man himself. Mr. MCM Culture. (laughs) Very keen to discuss this one today. Uh, But before we do, so as you've heard, the listeners, we are now lucky enough to be partnering with Brewdog Australia. So we're going to be talking more about it in future. But today we're drinking their Hazy Jane IPA and their Hazy Jane, Jane guava. guava IPA. It's a limited release. So, boys, what do we think of them?
1: It's pretty good, actually. I don't mind this
0: one. It's mm. very nice, very, very smooth. Nice. Yeah, you're a big beer drinker, Dan?
1: Um, I do drink beer. I'm a bit fussy with my beers mm. though. But okay, this one's not bad. To be honest, honestly, it's, it's
2: not bad at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, good.
3: I've yeah, got the, the, the I've got the really...
2: guava here. Um, it's actually yeah, you can really taste the fruit and stuff and. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge like…
0: Fruity beer guy. Fruity beer guy, but yeah, it's pretty refreshing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the Hazy hazy Jane, very smooth. Uh, but let's get into the episode now. So Dion, whenever we get a new guest on the podcast, we ask them what we now call the cinemate's Gauntlet, five questions about cinema to see who you are and what you like to watch. So first question, most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas?
1: Okay, so for me, this one was, it was a tie between Infinity War or Endgame. Yep. Infinity War was intense towards the end mm. because when everyone got dusted. Yeah. But I gotta say endgame because everyone was just having just constant different reactions like, oh wow, and you know, could hear people crying towards the end of the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gotta say Avengers Endgame. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: For me and Angus, I think we, we don't usually cry too often at movies, but Endgame was definitely a tear joker. It's still with that to this day. Portal yeah. scene still gets me. <laughs> Honestly,
1: yeah, same still gets me as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Good answer. So, next question: fastest TV show binge?
1: Daredevil for me. Daredevil wow! Is, yeah, I smashed that out.
0: How fast are we talking?
1: I'd probably say maybe two days. Wow! Yeah. And is
2: that with all? Is that the new one? So oh, sorry, the new one hasn't come out. No, no, um, not yet. So um, the old one is that with all the seasons already being out, or did you wait for a new season and then like bang?
1: So I I just waited for the season. So I did the first season. Mm-hmm. And smashed that out and another two seasons came. Just smashed them out as well. Wow. Yeah, I, I think we know
2: that the trend of all these answers are going
1: to be very <laughs> Marvel related here. Yeah.
0: I am going to be honest here. I actually haven't seen any of the Marvel Netflix series. Wow, really? Which is pretty bad of me. Like I love Marvel, but I've just never got around to it. And Angus always tells me to watch Daredevil and… And Punisher. All the others, yeah. yeah they're, but they're,
1: those two are really good. If you're going to watch… If you're going to start, mm. I can start with those two. Okay. What would you recommend starting with first? I would probably say start off
2: Daredevil first.
0: Yeah. I reckon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I did watch…
2: They cross over as well. There's, yeah. there's yeah. like a few episodes where
0: Punisher's… And he's in She-Hulk as well, right? Yeah. So yes. now it's
2: sort of coming into the MCU yeah. realm. Yeah, nice.
0: Next question. Favorite Australian movie?
1: Okay, so the one that I put… I don't <laughs> know if it's actually Australian made, but I know they filmed in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. It's the in is 2. Nice. I love that. I love the first <laughs> one. I love this one. It's just… It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. Constantly
2: laughing. <laughs> it's, it's such a good movie. It's not rated very highly, but like because yeah. we're Australian, it's we a can... bunch of idiots coming to yeah. Australia <laughs> and you see them struggling there. Exactly. It's, it's really funny. Yeah.
0: Great movie. Next question. A movie that you think everyone needs to see.
2: Okay. So I put The Truman Show.
0: Nice.
1: This one, I watched it not long ago actually. Mm. And um, I really enjoyed it. I think the whole concept of it was really interesting. and. Yep. You don't see a lot of movies like this anymore. Mm. So I think that a lot of people should watch this because I think they'll enjoy it. Yeah, and the definitely. Concept. And um, it's got Jim Carrey in it. You know what I mean? Like who… Everyone <laughs> loves Jim Carrey. Yeah. Right? Um,
0: and it's a bit more of a dramatic role for him as well.
1: Yeah, it honestly is. Um,
2: mm. But yeah, I like, I like that movie. It was really good. In I'm his like, prime too. Like
0: that yeah. was, He was pumping out
2: movies and then this one, yeah.
1: Yeah. One of his greats. Great movie.
0: TV show that you're watching in the moment?
1: So, at the moment, I'm watching The Last of Us, you, and The Flash.
0: Very nice. What do you think of The Last of Us?
1: Honestly, it's um, it's really good. Like, I I was contemplating on watching it or not. Mm. Um, I started watching it probably last week. Yeah, last week, and I started watching it. Yes, yeah, so you had binged, a few episodes. Yeah, to, uh, so yeah, I binged in. watched the first four episodes. <laughs> and honestly, it was really good. Like, yeah. Did you play the, the game? No, see, I didn't play the game mm. at all. I yeah, was... Yeah, same. same. We're, we're the yeah, same. And... Uh-huh. It was... Honestly, really good. Like the writing is really good. Mm. I didn't expect to like it that much. Yeah.
2: It's really good. Yeah. That I just so. breaks your heart at the end of every episode. Yeah. <laughs> sucks.
0: Sucks. yeah episode no, three especially. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait till uh, episode, wait, you've seen the most seen, recent episode?
1: I've seen, yeah. I've seen the most recent episode. That The ending of that, that was, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not going to lie, it made me have tears. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, it choked me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Serious to Joker. So let's get into it. To so listeners out there who haven't seen Ant Man 3 yet, what would we say about it in one word and what would we rate it out of five stars?
2: I'll go I'll get into it. Um my word was tease. Okay. Um, I've written that a couple of days ago. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to my mindset there. Yep. Um the whole like arc of the movie and what we were waiting for was Kang. Yep. And Dion on his Instagram account has been hyping him up, hyping yeah. him up. <laughs> Everyone knows, knows he's time. coming. Yeah. And then like maybe like forty five minutes of the movie, you're just like, where is he? And they're alluding to him. Yeah. So they were just teasing me. That's that's yeah. like the whole point. I was I was on the edge of my seat waiting for his arrival. Mm. Um and I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Definite points where they missed, dialogue was a bit shabby, um, storyline was very linear, just mm. searching for something. Yeah. Um But no, I enjoyed it. Um and I didn't um hate it or not hate I didn't dislike it as much as a couple of the new releases yeah P.G. Thor Love and Thunder and whatnot, not <laughs> but um, yeah 3 out of 5 still a solid rating and it yeah. was like mid tier in my Marvel
0: movie rankings nice Dion
1: so I the one that I'd describe it <laughs> I put is Kang Mania
0: nice
1: <laughs> and um, a lot of people will understand that when they see the end credit scene yeah nice um, but Honestly, this, in my opinion, this was Kang's movie. Mm. Um, I loved him in it. I love how they built up to, you know, when we actually see him. Yeah. Um, and I gave it three stars. Okay. It was. It wasn't perfect. Mm. It was good. It was still a good movie. Yeah. It did have
2: some issues, but overall, it was, a, it was a good movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
2: Like I say, um, Kang Mania. And how it was his movie. I feel like across this whole series of um, the Kang Dynasty, like sort of series we're getting now, a lot of them are going to be his movie. He's yeah. just going to take over yeah. every Honest, time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very keen to see how it goes. I was similar. Um, I gave it a three out of five. I think there are some issues, but overall, still a good movie. Um, and my one word was redemption. Probably sounds a bit strong here, but I, I'm more, I'm talking about, I think the MCU the direction that it could go is back on track and they've maybe redeemed themselves. Because um, Phase 4, there were some great bit, movies. Bit stale. There were some bad ones. So it was very mixed. Um, but I do think they are starting to redeem themselves. So let's get into why that is. So I think that like when you compare it to Thor Love and Thunder and maybe Doctor Strange 2, they kind of, especially with Kang now, driving the story i think they've really set it in a good direction and i think that you know other elements like cgi and i do think the writing was a bit better um but there were some cringe elements so what do you guys think about those sort of overall thoughts on the movie
1: i i agree with you there was there was things in there i'm just like okay that was a bit cringe Mm. you know um
2: Cassie, uh, Cassie Lang's character was cr- yeah. was cringe for me for some reason.
1: I feel like a lot of the like there was scenes between her and and Airman that I liked, mm. but I think when she's by herself, yeah, she she's a bit cringy at times. Yeah, um, <laughs> but honestly, um, yeah, like it was especially scenes with like Murdoch and that. Mm. Like I'm just like he was in my eyes. He was just like. They kinda of made a joke out of him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely comedic relief. Yeah. And I know and I know you were excited to was, to see yeah. him on screen. I was so you're a big fan of him from the comics. Yeah. Um and then they yeah, they sort of made a bit of a joke out mm. of him. Yeah. I was like,
1: oh, why'd they have to make him a joke? Like in the yeah. in the comics mm. and even in the cartoons that he's in, he's he's like serious, he's formidable. And I'm just like, why'd they have to do him like that? <laughs> he's a he's a machine specifically yeah. designed for killing. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he was just a bit. joke.
2: Yeah. And our cinema like was just couldn't hold back little chuckles just yeah. watching yeah. this like big face on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me with Modok um even though we're jumping into him like um I think he was just made for comics and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's hard
0: it's hard to it's hard make it hard have action. that yeah. on a
1: big
2: screen live action <laughs> without it being weird or funny.
1: Yeah. Like mm. even even how he looked like um mm. yeah the CGI was rough of him but in all honesty, like what can you really do with that character anyway? Yeah. yeah. He's a big head. so, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah. It looks like a Snapchat like fishbowl filter. Yeah, <laughs> literally.
0: Honestly, yeah. The um, the writer was Jeff Loveness who wrote for Jimmy Kimmel's like Tonight Show for years and also did Rick and Morty. Mm. So this was his first feature film uh, as a writer. And I do think that that sort of comedic element Probably, t- like, was tied into Modoc, Like, they would have thought, okay, we got this comic book character, seems pretty ridiculous. Let's just kind of, you know, go with it. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, our cinema as well were laughing a lot, especially at the like, um, and we'll discuss more specific parts of the movie later. But just his introduction, seeing him with like <laughs> this like bare ass on screen, and then they like oh, yeah, put the suit ridiculous. around him, <laughs> stuff like that, um. But, yeah, I do think other parts of the writing, particularly like Cassie, um, who we can talk about some of her dialogue lines, um, weren't great. But as we kind of all alluded to before, I do think just generally the build-up of Kang and seeing Jonathan Majors just kind of do his thing, especially because we saw him in Loki season one, obviously, but it was a different version.
2: I think, uh, yeah, when you see him in Loki season one and he was already like, you're already really interested in him. Mm, he was yeah. capturing the screen there. Yeah. And like, it solidified like, okay, this is good casting. Mm. I, I, you know what he can do, but now you've seen him as like, he was a bit cheeky in Loki. Yeah. And then this was like, full on conqueror, formidable, menacing. Yeah. And then post credit scene, we're not going to jump into that yet, but you see him playing so many different versions. Like, <laughs> Like he, he yeah. can, yeah, he can, he has a range.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's start diving into the actual movie itself.
2: Yeah, so act one.
0: Yeah, act, act one.
2: one um, I've got some gripes with act one. You see Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, Scott Lang, walking through the streets, uh, like a voiceover, a sort of a funny chippy voiceover. The annoyance for me in act one was that, you know, he's written a book. He's sort of just chilling, not doing much after Endgame. Why, he, he's in the whole city of San Francisco, right? It's not like New York. There's not multiple superheroes everywhere. Mm. There's still crime going on. Why is he not suiting up and just helping out like <laughs> certain things? There's definitely big crime that the cops can't really handle. Yet he's just, you know, sitting on his ass. Yeah. Writing a book. And Cassie po- and Cassie calls him out for it. He's like, what are you doing, mate?
0: Mm. I don't know. I do think like he's been through it all and he you know did was away from his family for 5 years he probably just is like you know what's important to me mm. living you know the li- yeah true he is writing a book and things yeah. but is that what happens in the comics surely not well no <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean but i, I understand like cuz in the movie he does say like you know he wants to be with his daughter you know he mm. wants to spend time with his daughter mm. so i can i can sort of understand like why it's like that in the movie like he's kind of just chillax, just writing a book. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he just, he saved the universe. Mm. Well, not just him. <laughs> they all did. Yeah.
2: Um, but clearly he's not spending time with his daughter because he didn't even know she was tinkering around with Hank. That is true. <laughs> yeah. he in the air. And he like, <laughs> yeah. didn't even know that she's been to jail twice. He's, yeah. he's very disconnected. <laughs> yeah. Even Actually, though that is to so be diving true. into a family. In, oh my God. It's family time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He's pretty lost at the moment, but I I was kind of, for me, I was just, you know, we haven't seen a Marvel movie in a while. I was kind of in that first act, especially with those bits. I was just like, okay, like I'm on board. And, you know, at the very start we saw um, Janet with Kang. So that kind of sucked me in. And then when Scott was kind of talking about his book and his life, Mm. I was like, Okay, like I don't mind it. Like it's somewhat funny. Like some parts. It was also quick, so like it, was, it wasn't. So like, like a it huge, huge, gets exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I wasn't. I didn't mind it that much. To be fair, um, I do think in that first act, though, uh, what did you think about Janet kind of just saying, like, withholding what she knew about Kang to the family, just generally?
1: I mean, I feel like. Should she have said something before, or you know, she just didn't want to talk about it because you know she didn't want to bring it up to anyone? I think mm. yeah, I read somewhere
2: that she didn't want to talk about it because, her, like, her escaping, her leaving, led to so many deaths in the, um, in the quantum realm. Yeah, because she oh, just okay. basically abandoned like her They're rebellion right. against yeah. against Kang. Um, but I feel like if there's someone out there, she knows that he has like a the means to travel the multiverse and fuck everyone up you should probably just come back to earth and be like yeah look there's this threat like yeah. in the quantum realm um we should probably be aware of yeah <laughs> and
0: and semi yeah especially with like thanos before because she was involved in that like you'd think that was she, she dusted
2: would... with thanos yes. uh
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so she would have come back, would have got updated like, yeah, this Thanos bloke just wreaked havoc for five years. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, okay, oh, I'm going to let you guys know about this bloke that could be even worse than Thanos. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess that she also probably thought, well, no one no one can really go into the quantum realm or he's not going to get out. So she was probably thinking like, oh, well, there's, you know, I don't have to mention him because, yeah. you know, he can't come out and no one can really go in there. Mm. Um, but… Yeah, like he's he's a bigger threat than Thanos, you know. Yeah, like sure. he can annihilate and destroy the the multiverse. You <laughs> yeah. know, Thanos just destroyed one universe or half of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kang, man, like he's a way way bigger
2: threat. Yeah, yeah. Give us. Uh, I'm actually keen to learn a bit from yourself. So give us a bit of a bit of backstory to Kang, like from the comics and whatnot.
1: Okay, so he's basically a time traveler from the. F- 31st century. Mm-hmm. Um and he's got advanced tech, um very smart, very smart. And basically he has a, a time, this time travel chair mm. and he can literally travel to any timeline. He can go anywhere. Yeah. And um
2: and is this just his variant that can do that or can all the variants of Kang, do they all have the time traveling chair?
1: Well, I don't know how they're going to do it in the mcu mm-hmm. but they they can mm-hmm. um but it would just it would be interesting it's interesting to see because i'm gonna i am on i can not really get into the post credit scene now but <laughs> I'll, I'll go more into it yeah we'll talk about that yeah but um he's also a descendant of reed richards yeah um A descendant, yeah, yeah. So
2: the conqueror is a descendant of him, yeah. So the 30, Nathan- 31st century, yeah, version of so King
1: King's names, um, Nathaniel Richards. Wow, yeah. So it will be interesting to see what they Fantastic doing. Yeah. In Four time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, because they're
0: definitely going to link that. They have to, yeah, Because yeah. and we're jumping all over the place, but <laughs> I did see that, and you posted this that they are potentially looking at Dev Patel. So as yeah. Reed Richards. Mm. So maybe you know, they might tie it in that way. Um, bit of an off-piece question here, but within that sort of first parts of the, the quantum realm, what do we think of Lord Kyler, played by Bill Murray?
1: I thought... To be honest, I thought his character was a bit of a waste. Mm. I felt like um, he was just there for that that one scene, <laughs> yeah. you know, just to stir some stuff up and then... That's it, he was gone. Um I I didn't he was, he was there for five minutes. Yeah, he was literally there for five minutes. I, I thought he was gonna be in there for longer, mm. more time, but um yeah, I didn't really think too much of his character.
0: Yeah, I do think it was a bit wasted as well. I agree. I think they maybe that maybe they cut parts, but yeah. like a lot of the jokes were just about how him and Janet were together while they're in the Quantum yeah, Realm. Hank. And Hank was like, wait, what? And then like that, that was, was pretty joke. Actually, I like that. That was funny. It, it
3: was funny, yeah. I
0: also
2: think it's Bill Murray. Like um, having him in the trailer, everyone goes, oh my God, Bill Murray's in there. That's yeah. It. And then he's Bill Murray. So he's probably like, yeah, no, nah, guys, I think I only want to come on set for a couple of days. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I do think that him dying seemed a bit too easy. Like he's been there for ages. He's like forgotten what humans are. And then they're just able to escape and he gets eaten or whatever. So I thought it was a bit, I thought more was going to happen with him. But anyway, um, and we kind of mentioned it before, but what did we think about how we saw like the different communities in the quantum realm all talking about like him or like the conqueror and that how was, that kind that of, was the
2: tease that I said. Yeah. yeah. It, like really, like, cause wow, we didn't say everyone him. knows when we're alluding, yeah. but yeah. building up to see yeah. Kang.
0: Yeah. Cause we saw him at the start. But he wasn't like the conqueror yet. What do we think of how he didn't actually arrive on screen for like the first thirty minutes? Kang the Conqueror.
1: Yeah. Well, I liked I really liked how they did that. Mm. It's like everyone everyone's scared of him. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone would say that they would always say him or, you know, like they wouldn't actually say his name. Yeah. Um it was how they built it up was really, really well done.
2: It's yeah. very, um, it's very like Harry Potter esque, like he, mm. he who shall not be named.
0: Yeah, like, definitely. I think uh, as well him as
2: like as like a being as like a yeah. overarching threat.
0: Yeah, because I think like if if he's to be Thanos was such a great villain, and there's been other great villains throughout the MCU, but if he's to be the next big one, I like that they've started from this first movie just starting to, and obviously Loki as well, but just really starting to show who he is, especially to people who haven't read the comics. Like we've obviously seen, you know, everyone's talking about Kang and um, you see it all over YouTube and things and yeah. where the MCU is going. But to actually see on screen his effect was really cool. Um,
2: I like the um, back onto the communities of people you know, mm. around the quantum realm and how Hank's like, oh, my God, like there's different life around here. Yeah. Um, it was I've wrote down in the notes like it, it was very Star Warsy. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone was traveling through, and they were showing all different beings, like a guy with broccoli head. Like, <laughs> like it was cool. It was like it was like when you watch Kenobi, and like, or just any Star Wars movie where they're going yeah. through different, um, you know, different um, planets, mm. and you see lots of different races of yeah. people. It's it's re- it's really cool. It did yeah. it did
1: give off Star Wars vibes. Like, mm. when we you know when you go into the concert, and we see all those communities. It's like yeah, fire. Out. Like this actually reminds me of Star Wars. You mm. know.
2: Yeah. What about um? Is it Ben? Ben like the blob? Yeah. It has no holes. Oh, I think <laughs> they drink. Name... They drink his juice. Veb. Yeah. Veb. No, Veb,
0: Veb, uh, Veb. Veb was played by David Dastmalchian. I don't who, know who that is, man. He was like Scott Lang's thief friend. Oh. Uh, he, the... he was in su- the Suicide Squad. He was the like the. the... Man. Oh, the pumpkin
2: yeah. man. Oh, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's like with the
0: with the witches. <laughs> like God, I get it. Yeah. He voiced him, but he he was funny. He's like, oh my God, he's got seven holes and like, and then. And then a Scott's very like, end, he, yeah, wait, I do. Like, <laughs> um, and then the very end, he like gets shot.
2: He's like, I've got all. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that was funny, even though it's very childish. I was yeah, like, it yes. was.
0: What do we think of as well, Quaz, the telepath? He was like a, I thought, pretty funny element as well.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good that they introduced him. Um, I hope we see more of him.
0: Is he very comic book
1: heavy? He's, he, he's, I wouldn't say he's a big, big character, but he's a decent enough character where they should show more of him and you can and, utilize him as and well you can like, utilize sure. him, yeah and he's, he's a telepath i mean like you know like he's
2: got pretty good powers yeah,
1: yeah like for sure
2: that's like like dr x
0: yeah literally like,
2: basically except he yeah
0: uh on the same point is Gentora that like freedom fighter chick is she big in the comics or not really because i feel like they made her out to be a semi-big character the one who was like leading the... Yeah, yeah I know. Like you feel like you could see
2: her in future movies.
1: More yeah. Like,
0: like sort of like a Valkyrie type. Something yeah. like that. She's not that big.
1: But I, I, I do reckon... I believe we'll see more of her. Okay. We'll see her again. I do you feel
2: like seen. some of... Yeah, some of these characters in the quantum realm are going to be like released from the quantum realm? I think... Yeah. Or like, are we going to have a lot of fighting within the quantum realm? Like people... People from Earth diving into the quantum realm with like Scott Lang and ETC. Mm-hmm. Good question.
1: Yeah, because um, <laughs> you you think you kind of know how they're gonna do it, but then they'll they'll chuck a spin and they make you think, oh, so we thought it was gonna be this, but it's actually that. Mm. But I do what I do think is I think we will see these quantum realm people again. Whether this huge battle takes place in the quantum
2: realm, I don't think it will, mm. because that's pre- that'll be pretty similar to Endgame where they all get an ant-man yeah. suit and then they all travel through time then yeah. basically giving all these new avengers ant-man suits oh we're all going to the quantum realm yeah. to fight so i feel like they might get released
1: yeah so I'm, I'm from what i've kind of heard and read kang dynasty will be more set on our earth mm-hmm. and then secret wars would be like other universes mm. so they're going to other the avengers are going to other universes and then Obviously, towards the end, there'll be that, you know, that big… Multiversal wall. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. That'll be so good. That is going to be insane. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: Um, what do we think? So, Scott and Cassie get captured by Kang. What do we think about starting to see him, like, interrogating Scott and, like, really starting to see him being pretty menacing?
1: I, I love that. So, I got to see… Um, I actually got to go to the Airman premiere event. Yeah. Okay. And they showed us twenty minutes footage. So they for, they showed us the first ten minutes, mm. and then another ten minutes was of that scene where Kang's oh, interrogating wow. him. And when I saw that for the first time, I,
2: I was getting chills. Wow. Like wow. Like yeah, because it was all just dialogue, simple yeah. dialogue, mm. cutting to like close ups of their face, and mages is just taking over the screen. Yeah, honestly, and
1: thing is, he's not even an alien. Like he's he's just a human, mm. and he's just that menacing. And he gave. He gave me chills, man. Yeah, definitely.
0: Chills. I was gonna ask this later, but how was the premiere? Because Jonathan Majors and Ant Man and Peyton Reed—they were all there, right? It was Ant-Man. yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man was there. <laughs> yeah, Kang was there. It how was, was
1: it? It was really good. It was uh, one, it was um, such an amazing experience. Mm. Yeah,
2: you've done a couple of those now. You got you got to go to Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah,
1: so I went to Thor: Love and Thunder premiere. That was really good.
2: You did Babylon as well, which and is I, sick.
1: Yeah, I went to the Babylon one. That was pretty good as well. And yeah, went to the Ant Man one and they're all they're all pretty good, honestly. Mm. Like it's it's such a different experience. Yeah. But uh yeah, honestly, great memories. Any for photos for sure.
0: with, with Rudd and Mages?
1: No, I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously really hard to get, it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It
0: is, yeah. What do we think about the following that I think following that was like the um they have to go down to the like orb or whatever and the probability storm? yeah multiple and mans multiple wasps what do we think of that sort of sequence
1: that, that was pretty sick i like that i mm. thought it was cool um
2: it was really cool also how they bring in that basket robin <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: that, yeah. that was funny yeah. that was
0: good um
2: i think like a lot of people you know the past maybe five movies, everyone started talking about CGI now with Marvel.
0: Mm,
3: I was going to ask.
2: I, yeah. I think delving into this whole movie as a whole, I thought the CGI was was fine. Like I was actually looking for iffy parts consciously in the cinema. And I was like, well, you know what? We're in a completely basically CGI realm. Yeah. I think, I think they've done a good job. Mm. And the probability thing, probability storm as well. You had like thousands of Paul Rudd everywhere. Yeah. It was fine. And a lot of them were interacting together as well. Mm. Fine.
0: Yeah, I did think it held up there. Um, But I thought it was just a great scene. Yeah, the Baskin-Robbins part was funny. Um, But to see them all like helping each other.
2: It was like um, the human body and all of the Ant-Mans became ants themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were actually
2: like forming like ants. Yeah.
1: yeah, Like how they were climbing on top of each other and yeah, that was, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I remember seeing in the trailer like you kind of saw little snippets of all these Ant-Men and I was like, how are they actually going to do this? And what's it going to be for? I, I don't know if Kang was going to like, you know, spawn all these ant men or something, mm. but that was a cool sequence.
2: Do they, do you reckon they reuse that sort of, um, element in coming movies in regards to quantum realm stuff where probability lines happen with, especially with multiverse stuff, like yeah. one choice leads to you go down this rabbit hole, one choice, you're going down this path.
1: I think I think we could see it again. Mm. Honestly, I honestly think we could, um, mm. because it'd be it'd be an advantage as well.
3: Yeah, you know? yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I just think, yeah, it's what what they're what they're gonna do is really insane and crazy. It's it's gonna be something different. Yeah, I think that everyone's expecting it to go a certain way,
3: mm.
2: but I think they'll surprise us.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: What do we then think? Uh, so we're
2: past we're past him getting the orb back for Kang. Yep. Um,
0: and the so kind of, of.
2: Enter the final battle. I think so. The rising up. Yeah. Of the battalion.
0: I think, firstly, what do we think of this, the way that the Citadel looked? I thought it looked pretty cool. It, and yeah. was that different to the comics? Because um, isn't it called something else? Like his um City within the quantum realm was called like it's called Chronopolis. Yeah, yeah. So was that a change? I don't think they mentioned that in the movie. They they
1: didn't even they didn't even really mention much. They didn't even say the they word Chronopolis. Say, yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. Even say it. So I don't think they've I don't think they've called it Chronopolis. Mm. Um,
2: they but, just basically said he built an army down. Yeah, there. he just yeah. built an empire. Yeah. And um, and are these blokes that he's got fighting with him are they real or are they just some sort of weird spawn that he's created?
1: I think I think the actual actual like robots or something. They I think they could be robots. Mm. Um, I mean he's got tech from the third first century, so yeah, you know could they could
2: be robots? They could be anything really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and the, the um, when he activates like his machine to get out of the quantum realm. And all the rings are flying everywhere. Mm. Is that's that's sort of related to Shang Chi's rings, isn't isn't it? And well, that's what I was seeing a lot of TikToks. Like, look at yeah. this, like relation. There was like some runic markings inside the the rings, and also, Miss um, uh, Marvel's bangles. Yeah, bang, bangles as well. Oh, because they're all because those rings and the bangles are very very old. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. I I think they do have something to do with. Um,
1: Kang's story and everything Mm, Okay, because if you look at the like the symbols and everything on these they look similar to the symbols that are on Kang's rings and his actual multiversal chair time chair yeah oh wow yeah and also the whole like the symbols that are in Eternals as well there was some symbols that looked familiar from the Mm. Eternals that were in
2: Ant-Man and they've also been around forever as well yeah Yeah. and maybe there's some celestial stuff going on too I hope so yeah and also like why would they... They've introduced Shang-Chi yeah. uh, early in last phase mm. and they've introduced Miss Marvel through the TV shows. Yeah. They're slotting these characters yeah. in because they're probably going to have a heavy relation to what's going yeah. on with Kang in the future. Future films. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was literally thinking how are the... like Celestials we've also going to have the introduction of like Blade. Um, You talked about the other movies that relate to different like types of rings I guess. But... How is that all gonna tie in? We got the scrolls as well. Yeah, like Second how are they gonna do this?
1: Yeah, it's like they're introducing all these characters, you know. And mm. I do think to myself, like you know, how because I know that they they do have some standalone things that aren't Kevin Feige has said that aren't gonna necessarily connect with the bigger. Story. Oh, okay, yeah. But with Shang Chi and Ms. Marvel, I definitely think. um that's going to connect, like mm. the, you know, the rings and bangles, because um, it's been said that the bangles and the rings are kind of like the Infinity Stones for this side. Oh. So they to have a, they they will, you know, have something to do with the story. <laughs> um, but what my theory is is that a Kang variant maybe made them. Oh, okay. I don't know if exactly like the, in the past because they're meant yeah. to be very old. Yeah. yeah okay. And they're like th- they're like ancient relics, you know. Mm. Um. So my theory is I don't know what King Variant made them, but that's my theory. What about? Okay. <laughs> this
2: is a
0: this is the post-credit scene. Are we allowed to jump into it? <laughs> yeah. Let's it? just we need to dive in right now. So
2: the post-credit <laughs> scene that's sort of alluding to Loki season two. Yeah. You see. That they're definitely in like a weird Shakespearean time, and yeah. you see this Kang on stage, and he's he seems like he's playing sort of like a scientist guy. Mm. Maybe, maybe with your theory, maybe he's the one that's like you know created these bangles and rings yeah. and whatnot. Honestly, it would be
1: um, it's interesting that they introduced him as well for that post credit scene.
2: Um, but is he a variant of Kang that we know from the comics? That yes,
0: that bloke, yeah, that's Victor Timely, right? Timely, yeah, Timely.
2: yeah, so.
1: It made me so. It made me so hyped for Loki season two. Is well, mm. Um literally, when I was actually in the cinema and we saw the post credit scene. As soon as Loki came on the screen, everyone in my cinema just like jumped, like yes. Yeah. And <laughs> we already so know good. we're getting Loki season yeah. two, yeah, as well. Yeah. But exactly. it gives us a bit more of a push. You're yeah. like, oh wait, I remember we're getting
2: Loki yeah. season yeah. two, and it's going to be epic.
0: Well, yeah, because like the first post credit scene was obviously insane with the whole Kang Council, yeah. um, which we'll talk about after, but. Um, I thought because they usually do like one big post credit scene and then like one joke stupid yeah, one,
3: yeah.
0: like with Doctor Strange, that guy who was like still punching himself or whatever. So I thought it was going to be that. To then see Loki, um, Morbius, and then uh, or Mobius, and then that variant Victor Timely, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, they had two post credit scenes that
2: had future implications.
0: Yes, which is very sick. Yeah, and is Loki coming out this year? Season two? It's
1: coming out this year. There's no. Official release date. Okay. But I reckon
2: closer to the end of the year, probably. Maybe. Yeah. When did you um, say the next movie release was pushed to?
1: So the next movie that we're getting is G- Gardens of Galaxy 3, mm. uh, which it's will June, be May. Yeah, May. And then in between that, we'll probably get a Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um,
2: is that oh, a TV show? Yeah, so it's yeah, okay. a
1: TV, yeah. TV show. And then it will be… um. The next thing I, I I do think we'll get Loki season two before the Marvels because they dropped. Oh, um, that's the
2: one you said there was pushback.
1: Yeah. yeah, they pushed that back just this morning to November. Oh, so wow. The Marvels are supposed to come out in July. Mm. Yeah, they pushed it back to November. maybe Loki
2: season two in like August or something. I'm gonna say
1: probably August or July. Yeah, like. yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was reading because I, I didn't know much about this Victor Timely version of Kang. Um, he got defeated by the other Kangs or something. Went back to 1900 and started like the timely industries and started creating all this advanced tech in that time. Um, so it will be very interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. And I did love how scared Loki was. Yeah, Because obviously end of season one, he goes back to the TVA yeah, and yeah. he sees like Kangs, you know, taken over. Um, but very keen to see what they're doing because it seems like they're like a kind of pairing him and yeah yeah
1: like a kind of like a buddy cop yeah
0: Yeah. it's a buddy cop thing and I feel like when
2: he sees him there they might have already seen a few other versions of Kang that maybe they're traveling around like hunting him or like looking for one that they can get information from I don't know
1: because there is a rumor going around that there's going to be like we're going to see maybe three at least three variants of Kang in the Loki oh okay Mages
0: is going to be busy yeah (laughs) Yeah. honestly (laughs) yeah um, Well, because weren't they also saying that, and I don't know if this is true in the comics, but the woman who's the head of the TVA forgot her name as the character.
1: Ravonna Renslayer. Yeah. So Glad we brought this guy on. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Um, Like in the comics, I think Kang had a relationship with her. So I thought that was going to be what season two was going to be about. So maybe that's another variant that they encounter.
1: I think they will incorporate that Mm. because... We haven't really seen much of her. Like, they didn't really give us um, an answer with her character and what's going on. Yep. I think that she will have a relationship with a Kang variant. Mm. I think they will put that on screen. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think um they should... Hopefully, we see more of her in Season 2 mm.
2: because... With her character, I feel like it was kind of like she was a, cool. She was like a conflicted character for yeah. sure. There was a lot more to her yeah. that we didn't get.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Final fight scene. You've got Cassie Lang hacking into um, <laughs> hacking into Kang's <laughs> little announcement. She basically rallies the troops in her way, in her cringy way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get the uprising um, of all the freedom fighters. They storm Kang's castle. Yeah, however, as you have it. Can um,
0: I give my thoughts just on Cassie? Oh yeah, Cassie's speech the in the hologram. Yeah. So two things. One, um, me and a few other people that I was with watching the movie, we was like, "Is this?" I don't know if you've seen Andor. I haven't watched that. Okay. There's a scene in the like finale, and this woman's on a hologram doing the exact same thing. So we just thought it was funny that <laughs> it was the same thing. You know, both Disney companies, Marvel and Lucasfilm. Um, second thing, if Kang is so smart and has the most advanced tech, how does Cassie and the um Gentura the fighter, yeah. hack in and take over his Cassie's
2: pretty smart though. Cassie created a, that
0: is a quantum
2: realm communicator. Yeah.
0: Like. Okay. But Fair the Freedom
2: enough. Fighter would not know. She was fighting, like she was just holding them off so Cassie could do her thing.
0: But Cassie's in the quantum realm. She like she know She's like, oh, is this like a lock pad yeah. or something? Like she didn't even know how to yeah. get that. It's open. random yeah. tech from like the thirty yeah. first century. And she's like, so, oh. um. But actually, I did think Kang's speech was cool. I was interested to see how he actually leads this empire. Yeah. Um, it's it's not hard to lead an empire of all robots that you created. That's true. But
2: he still gives a cool speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So the um the Freedom Fighters Battalion rise up, storm the castle. Kang goes. Fuck this! Like, I'll just go do it myself. Oh. Jumps down, demolishes them. Yeah, that was insane. Can you give me a walkthrough of what powers Kang has with his like yeah. suit with his tech?
1: So basically, he's got telekinesis. He can yeah, because he was doing that in the interrogation. Yeah. So he, just, psh, he can shoot yeah. out blasts and that. Mm. Um, he's his super smart, so he can get himself out of situations. Um, and his his suits really advanced. He's got. Crazy weapons from the 31st century. Yeah.
2: So it's sort of like an Iron Man suit on crack. (laughs) Kind
1: of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's probably a good way to put it. Um, But talking about the final battle. Because I did like it. But one of my issues with Kang was that I feel like they nerfed him. Because... He is such a he's such a powerful character, right? Mm. And he's said that he killed Avengers. He's killed other Avengers in other universes. Yeah. He's killed Thor. Yeah. But then you have Ant-Man defeat him. You have True. a bunch of ants
2: too. A bunch of yeah. mechanical ants and come I'm take just him
1: like down. he 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 should he should be able to just like brush them off. Decimate them all. Mm. You know, brush them off. Yeah. And I just feel like they nerfed him in this movie.
2: But you know what is good about that though? Nerfing him in this movie, we go, ah, oh, we sort of underestimate him. Yeah. And then he's going to come out and he'll, I reckon he might yeah. like kill a few Avengers, like kill a few actors yeah. that we've had for years in the, yeah. in
0: the MCU. I was coming into this thinking that Ant Man was going to die. And I actually probably would have preferred Kang to show his abilities of being able to kill Avengers to that be that like, way, yeah. oh shit, this is who we're up against. Yeah. Because like, what? Is it going to be an Ant Man and the Wasp? Sequel to this, so um, nah, there surely it's be, over.
1: But they they did have talks that there could be another Ant Man film, okay? But I think, yeah, what you said was a good point. Like, you know, there's something he's the next big bad, so yeah. I feel like even my mate said this, like that they it would have been good to kill off Ant Man to show mm. us, like, wow, like, yeah, his, they definitely
0: missed an opportunity there, yeah. For sure. yeah. Also, he was literally like murdering hundreds of those yeah. people. Which was insane and I loved it. So to then, I think his like arm um, thing yeah. breaks or something, but yeah. still it did seem a bit weird. Yeah, his suit sort of broke and then
2: you get the hand-to-hand, hand-to-hand combat, combat with um, Ant-Man and himself. And yeah, that's where I start to like um, the Marvel movies when they get down to like the gritty fights. Mm. Like you've got these fights, you've got people making witty comments throughout it, like trying to be funny. The yeah. whole movie's got some, you know, funny sides. Um, but then you got just hand-to-hand combat. You got Paul Rudd, like you know, getting absolutely pummeled by <laughs> the star of Creed Three, just throwing one-two combos <laughs> yeah, at him. I did think that? Yeah, was he fine. was fully like going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like, <laughs> was making all those weird noises. Yeah, and um, and you got blood going. You're like, okay, this is serious. Like, and and Majors is Jack, just mm. pummeling yeah. this guy. Um, did you think Ant Man was gonna die? That's when I that thought. Instance? That's when I thought potential. Yeah, for sure.
1: I. I didn't think they want to kill him off. Mm. Um I just I felt like they killed the stakes. Mm. Like they should have they should have left us at least with one stake. Yeah. You know? Um it it would have been good to I wish they didn't kill this king. Yeah.
2: Um But did they kill him? That's the thing.
1: I don't think they it did. Actually,
3: I think they've
2: left us on a big cliffhanger. Yeah. He's somewhere else and he's rebuilding another <laughs> He's gonna build it again. He's just gonna keep, you know, <laughs> yeah. keep repeating. Because
1: everyone thinks that like he's probably dead. Yeah. But then when you think about it, he's a time traveler. He's got advanced tech. He's a smart, really smart guy, and he got sucked into that multiversal core thing. Mm-hmm. So everyone, pro- everyone's presuming he's dead. But I think
2: he's, we're definitely gonna see him again. Because mm, I don't, sure. th- I don't think he's dead. As a very smart guy as well, yeah. with with all the. Um, the avenues he has at his disposal, like mm-hmm. he would have a plan B, C, D. Yeah.
1: and he said he's seen it all. He's seen how yeah. seen how it ends. Yeah, he's seen how it ends. So surely he would have seen this happen. Yeah, you know
0: I mean? that is interesting. I hadn't thought about that because yeah, why he did seem kind of defeated.
2: Yeah, why so he might he have that? just yeah he might have just been like oh, I'm, I'm just gonna uh. Uh,
1: unless <laughs> this was another different variant. Yeah, true. You know? Oh, there, it
2: was like be, a bit of a. Bit of a conqueror, just imitator.
1: Yeah, you never, you never know. Honestly, if Marvel, they do like to have plot yeah. twists. So, well,
0: because I thought that the, and and maybe it will happen if he comes back. But I thought Kang the Conqueror, this one was going to be the big bad version of Kang. Obviously, in the post the first post credit scene we saw, um, Immortus, Ramatut, and Scarlet Centurion. They were the three main ones.
2: Good, good work with those names, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> well
0: done. Um, but. It seems like maybe those are going to be the ones kind of leading a, a lot of the story because they kind of said, um, "You know, we need to stop all these people that are coming into the multiverse on different timelines." They
2: also um, were they were they annoyed at um, like Ant Man and potential people trying to help that bloke help the Conqueror get out? Yes, yeah. because they they
1: exiled him there. Yeah, and mm. they obviously want to keep him there in the quantum realm, but. It's,
2: Feels like they want to punish some like people from Earth now. Mm.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes because it's like it got it got me thinking like, what if the Kane Council is actually they're worse than mm. actual Conqueror? Um,
2: yeah, so it'll be
1: interesting to see because the Conqueror
2: is playing like with a lot of his speeches, a lot of his dialogue. He's like playing like, and we've seen it like um, people wrote about it the producer or the writer said make him a hero in his in his own story yeah we think he's bad but he's a hero in his own story yeah maybe he see how sees how that sees how it ends and he knows that that council is actually worse than him and he's trying to like protect the multiverse
0: as a whole
3: yeah crazy
0: yeah what do you think where do you think the um he who remains fits in with the Kang council because he who remains was trying to keep the like sacred timeline does the Kang Council and the, the He Who Remains, as well as Kang and the Conqueror, do they all have different they're not working together? They obviously exiled well, the Kang and the Conqueror. Is Conqueror. Definitely not yeah, but yeah. was He Who Remains and the Council working to keep that sacred timeline? I think He Who Remains a bit of like a sidekick to the Council. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think I think that's that I kind of think they are separate. He remains had his own agenda. He just wanted to keep it, you know, that sacred timeline safe. Yeah, you know, um, no branching off or anything. Mm. Um, because most of his variants are all
2: bad. Okay. Yeah,
1: there is some good ones there, but yeah, like, with the
2: post-credit scene and all of them in like the Coliseum type thing. Yeah, they looked bad. Like yeah. there was like the freaks like laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They it, it looked like I was like oh wait, these guys are the ones who banished the Conqueror? They also don't look very friendly either.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did think some of the CGI in that was a bit bad. Not not in the like the crowd per se, but on the ground. Um, but it was interesting seeing like, you know, scroll versions and other ones. And I did think the three that were like this kind of main council, Yeah, very, very intrigued to see intriguing, yeah. if they kind of have some of them in some movies, all of them in... You know, coming movies.
1: That's why I'm saying mages is going to be busy. Busy. I I definitely think we'll see them soon.
0: For sure. Hopefully. Talked about Modoc. What do we think about his death? He talks about... He's like, I'm such a dick. And like... I'm not a dick anymore. (laughs) At least I'm an Avenger now. What do you think of that?
1: (laughs) Okay. See, that that whole thing annoyed (laughs) me because like he's a bad guy. Mm. And it's just like he threw... That's not him. That's not Darren Cross. Darren Cross is a villain. Like he... He's, you know, he's evil. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, I want to be this good guy now. I want to die in Avenger. Yeah. It, it annoyed me a bit. And I also didn't want them to kill off MODOK because I love MODOK. Mm. And I wanted to see more of him. Yeah. Okay? And it would have been good because I I I do have, um I I did write something down about how I wanted it to end. Yeah. Let's okay. dive into that. For yeah. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll get it out because i wrote it down.
2: The alternate ending from MCM culture.
1: <laughs> well, this this is my opinion. I would like to see this, how it ended like this. Mm. I It would have been good if they didn't nerf Kang and he actually decimates the whole Ant army. Yep. And he goes to his time chair, kills Jeanette, oh. and, and then he gets out of the Quantum Realm and leaves Scott, Hope, and Cassie trapped in the Quantum Realm. And then yeah. They're, actually, they're in the hiding. They're hiding and then Murdoch doesn't die. Then he kills Hank and rules Kang's empire. Wow. So then obviously Ant-Man... Cassie and the Wasp would be in hiding because mm. the Modox running the Empire now. Yeah. I feel like that could have been a way better ending. It still was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was, it was a bad movie or anything, but that leaves the movie with a big stake. Yeah. You so, what I
2: mean? Yeah. yeah. Leaves it with a big question mark too. Yeah. And you, mm. and you may be three MCU movies down the line and you see, oh, Cassie and um, Lang uh getting out. Yeah. Yeah. They figured it out. And then you also don't know where Kang has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: exactly. I feel like with Quantumania, that should have it should have had an ending like Infinity War. Yeah. Where they didn't win. And um it was it should have ended on a cliffhanger, honestly. Yeah.
0: I definitely agree. I think there should have been more stakes at this point. Yeah. Um I don't think it was enough just to have the Kang council and be like, oh shit, they're coming. Yeah. I think it would have been good to be like, oh okay, here's Kang. We've seen what he's capable of also these characters we've talked about how there may or may not be another ant-man mm. i thought it was kind of time for them so if like janet died ant-man and stuff was stuck in there that would have been cool yeah i like that ending
1: i feel like they should have killed off someone in the movie someone should have I mean, died for sure yeah
0: yeah also on the Modoc point like he h- how long was he stuck down there and because when do you think Ant-Man 1 and this year is? Like maybe 5-10 years?
1: I think it's about… Yeah, 5 Well, 10. you look at Cassie's Cassie's yeah. age. True,
0: true. It'd be 10. Yeah. So, he's had this anger for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, Cassie's like, don't be a dick. And he's like, oh, true. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Like he should… He, 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 no one would react are that. You know what I mean? You'd want
1: to kill this guy. <laughs> you know?
0: So, yeah. I don't… Yeah, he did get done um i think the writing for that he got done he
1: got done dirty in my eyes you know yeah some people might not agree he definitely got done dirty yeah yeah and i feel like i just wish they didn't kill him off but i mean i can understand why i might have killed him off because the thing is
2: if he was comedic relief and they sort of just made him a joke on the screen yeah kill him off yeah but if he was menacing and the character that you wished you saw on the screen keep him around for sure yeah yeah
0: definitely um final thing what do we think about we get the same sort of voiceover narration, Scott coming back. Um, what do we think about how he's like, oh, you know what? It's probably fine. Wait, is it? And he's like asking himself all this stuff. I think it's
1: good really that they put that in there because then it makes you think, oh, shit, like he might. He i might, might have, tell someone. Yeah. And I might have actually defeated him. I could have done something way worse that has major implications. Mm.
2: I could have thought that myself though. I didn't need some silly narration to tell me. I honestly could have I honestly went okay there's no way that Kang bloke is, you know, fully dead.
0: Like yeah. That. That's true. I do think that there would be cuz if you like we we started, you know, 2008 with Iron Man, right? There could be new Marvel fans where this might be one of their first movies. Yeah, and they're like, jumping
2: in for this. Yeah, this era. Maybe that's why Marvel. I was in
0: there for this new for crowd. Sure. But um it was an interesting ending, and post credit scenes were amazing. I think post credit scenes were the main reason for me thinking that it's a bit they're of a on re-vention. a good direction. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm seriously intrigued how they tie in like the Celestials and the really galactic sort of parts of it.
2: I'm also really keen to like start seeing follow on effects from TV shows mm. and then how they how these characters will jump into the, the yeah. wider like movie realm.
0: Definitely. I think a lot of the TV shows so far, or at least some of them, have been kind of very contained. Yeah, and you know, just not intro, everything. Just an be. intro to a character. Yeah, that we yeah, exactly.
2: might you know see in the future. Yeah. we was, will see in the future.
1: Kevin Feige said, "Um, Phase Four that was int- about introducing new characters and experimenting." Um, and I know with Phase Four was a hit or miss with yeah. a lot of things. Mm. Um, I still enjoyed it. Like, obviously, I'm a hardcore Marvel fan. I'm going to enjoy pretty much everything. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Um. But the quality since Endgame, it has it has been a bit of a downfall. Yeah, I have noticed. That. I don't talk about it much. I mm. don't I don't critique the films as much as I probably should. Mm. Um, but I think it's um, in the last two years they've pumped out too much. Yeah, and then they should just space everything out, which they're currently doing now, mm. which is why they push back the Marvels and they're pushing back Agatha. And Iron Heart to next year. Yeah. So I think it's they they can see that they do want to focus more on the quality now, mm-hmm. and sure. the quantity. Yeah. Which I think they should they should do.
2: Yeah. Um. Because I finally like the noticed time. the Marvel fatigue. Yeah. We're
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely. It's good that they're seeing that as well. And I think, at least for me, the best part or one of the best parts about Marvel movies is the weight and the hype. Especially, you know, that gap between I love the Infinity I War love, and Endgame, yeah.
2: and like this is why your account is so good. You post so much and you hype everyone up. Like, yeah, I love the weight, and also people throwing in their two cents of you know what they think's gonna happen yeah. or like potentially, yeah, that might be why we get a bit disappointed when we yes. go see stuff. But yeah. it also like just creates this fan base of of energy and like yeah. excitement,
1: definitely. Because in all honesty, like I don't see this hype
2: for pretty much anything
1: else, like. Mm. There's just this different level of hype for Marvel movies, mm. you know? Um, but, yeah, it's like, you know, you have all these theories and these expectations and that, but then I can't see why you would get disappointed because, like, something you want to happen doesn't happen. Yeah. For sure. You know? But, um, like, even the hype that we, when we had for Infinity War and Endgame, like, oh, gosh, that was good. Like, <laughs> you watch... Everyone's dying to see the first trailer. Yeah. Even with just the title for Endgame, everyone was, like, dying just to see the... What well, the title's gonna be? Yeah, you know, I definitely think that hype. I love that hype. Like that's. I hope we get that with King Dynasty. Oh, and we and will. Secret Wars. We will.
0: Yeah. In saying that, what do you think your most anticipated MCU project is coming up?
1: I've got a lot. But <laughs> give us your top three. Give <laughs> top us your three? top three. All right. So, I'd say number one would be King Dynasty. Okay. Number two would be Secret Wars. And number three would be Captain America: New World Order. Wow! Yeah, nice. I love. I'm a big, big Captain America fan. Mm. He's my favorite Marvel hero. So I'm, um, and I love how they've continued on, continued on the legacy mm. the character. And um, Captain America: New World Order is also going to be like, kind of like an Avengers level movie. They're saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's going to be setting up his own Avengers team. Mm. Um, you know, you, you got. We've got Red Hulk coming. That's going to be good. Um, we also got the Thunderbolts as well. Like there's so much stuff. There's a man. lot. There's yeah. a lot that they're, they're doing. Um, I just hope they execute it well. Mm-hmm. You know? And I want to see all these characters, you know? Yeah. Just like Endgame. Coming together. Secret Wars coming together in Secret Wars. But even Secret Wars is going to be even more crazy because you've got rumored X-Men characters coming back. you got Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic Four. The yeah. old Fantastic Four. It's gonna be crazy. Absolutely, if the crazy.
0: old Fantastic Four came back, that would be what do you reckon? Crazy. Got, so the
2: old Fantastic Four is the OGs, obviously. But do yeah. you reckon we get like the Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan version?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one. Wait, wait. What about Chris Evans as Johnny Storm and yeah. then Chris <laughs> Evans as Captain <laughs> America? No, I think that I definitely but think they'll yeah, do that. <laughs>
1: that's honestly that's something they would do. I reckon. And yeah. Chris Evans yeah. would be so down for that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did actually re-watch fantastic four the original the og and i got half an hour through i was like this actually is not that good like i was a kid when i watched it's it very, I loved yeah. it. it's very childish and speaking
2: of fantastic four that's my like most anticipated upcoming project yeah for sure and obviously if the og doesn't really hold up now <laughs> that's like the first sort of taste of the the marvel mm. like studio stuff i got yeah. Like, yeah back in the day um and it's just like Everyone has different powers in this team and mm. yeah, it's epic and they're a family. Yeah. And I reckon they're going to do that really well. Hopefully. Whoever they cast, there's so many like speculations about yeah. casting. Whoever they cast, I, th- I think I'm just going to be happy regardless.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, very keen for every title that you talked about. N- I think it's a non-MCU one, but I'm very keen for Deadpool 3 with <laughs> Hugh yes. Jackman coming back.
2: But does it become an MCU? Yeah. Yeah. Will so, it? I think
1: it, ties, I think oh, it starts yeah. tying in. Oh, shit. In. So... Deadpool 3 is set in the MCU. Wow. And this is his movie of coming into the MCU. Yeah.
0: Shit. Holy shit. I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. So, yeah. wow. The MCU needs a bit, of, go. Needs a bit of Deadpool
2: and, injected in there.
1: And it's going to be rated R. Kevin, Fe- Kevin Feige confirmed that. Yes. Oh, my Days God. Ago, it's going to be rated R. So, Was
0: Deadpool and Deadpool 2 MA? Or were they R as well?
1: I'm pretty sure they were R. But because in America and Australia, the rating's is different. Yeah. Right. So, I'm pretty sure… Yeah, in America it was R, but here it was M A. Okay, yeah, because we're we're uh, tougher. That'd be good. I want some, I want some violence. I want some
0: serious bloodshed. Um, Any other final takes?
1: Um, go watch it. You know, form (laughs) your form your own opinion. Yeah, because to me the reviews weren't as bad. Well, the the reviews made it sound like it was bad, but it's it wasn't that bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a good movie. It had some issues.
2: And I think the early reviews are starting to taint people's opinion of the movie, even after they've seen it. Yeah, Yeah, like they think they need to say it was bad. Mm. Yeah, but if you actually enjoy it, then just just say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Again, I think like the wait for this being back in a cinema, watching a Marvel movie, it's great, and we're lucky. I think the early reviews, I just turn a blind eye to them Mm because, and I've said, I've probably said this a lot of times on the podcast and to Angus, but uh, when No Way Home came out. Like they always do the Rotten Tomato reveal and it was like 69%. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I went and saw it the next day and my mind was blown. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. So I don't think they're always spot on. Maybe the critics just hate on it. You also look
2: at the tomato meter. It's got the critics and they go, oh, this is classified rotten. Like the Eternals and, and currently this. Um, but then the audience scores up in the 80-90% yeah, yeah. region. Like, yeah. I checked it this morning. Because the audience are the people that are actual Marvel fans yeah, and they correct. appreciate exactly. it. That's yeah. right. Like I checked the
1: Ron, Ron Tomata score this morning for M, and, and I think it was at 48%, right? And oh, the audience <laughs> scores at 84%. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, they're not going to win like yeah. best picture. But yeah, but, obviously the you fans know, they've are They've got good fan like
2: service it. and, you know, they have had hit and misses in phase four, as you said, yeah. Dion. But, yeah. you know, they're on the right path now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: People have asked like whether to see this because you know everyone's fatigued, and people are kind of questioning whether they should stay invested, but I think yeah, go see it, yeah, it was fun. There were some elements that weren't what we wanted, but definitely still good to be watching m c u films
1: i I do feel like they they managed the humor and then you had the serious tones mm. really well like, yeah, I always find that with Marvel they they handled that really well, mm. with having you know you've got humor in some scenes and you got like the serious moments. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think they ha- they they tend to handle the tones r- really well. I know mm-hmm. some people didn't think that for Love and Thunder. <laughs> um but yeah, that's just another, to- another topic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we won't dive into that.
0: Very keen to see where it goes, but good movie nonetheless. So that is a wrap for Ant-Man and the Wasp: Mania. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. And huge thank you to Dion and Angus for coming on the podcast. It was great chatting with you. It was great. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure, man. As always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes by sending us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at Cinemates underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode.